Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Well, for November, we are using Diana Butler Bass's book called Grateful. She proposes that what is missing in American life right now is perhaps more of this thing that she calls we gratitude, the the things that we're grateful for, that really the blessings of life bestowed on all of us. She says that it's easy for us to feel personal gratitude, that when someone blesses us individually with something, well, of course, our heart opens. But she says that right now, perhaps more than ever before, our heart is almost closed to some of the blessings so lavishly bestowed on us through spirit, through God, through our great nation, through the world around us. And uh, and so this week we're exploring this idea of we gratitude. How can we be more grateful for the world around us, for a, a beautiful morning, for just the blessed life that most of us lead? Now certainly there are things wrong with the world. There are things that can be improved on. But she says, what happened to the 95% of the things that are going so very well? The clean air, the beautiful clean drinking water, just the things that we so often take for granted. Well, last week we talked about a variety of gratitude practices that we might use to to notice more of the joy going on in our lives, the, the things to be grateful for. We talked about being grateful when we pay our bills and when when we're shopping for the natural abundance of things and availability of things. We talked about saying grace at meals. We talked about keeping a gratitude journal and making affirmations of gratitude. And then I led you, if you remember, in a counting your blessings meditation, a way of really focusing in on some of the perhaps intangible things that make our lives so worthwhile. Well, today we're going to talk a little bit more about some gratitude practices, the idea of bringing gratitude into some of our celebrations and some of our, into some of our group experiences. But I think I want to start with reading a poem. You know, when my mom passed away a few years ago and I was going through her things, I was surprised to learn that she was a poetry enjoyer. Believe me, you could have just bowled me over. And uh, and here were a few slim volumes of E.E. E. Cummings's poetry. And so I, I was looking through them the other day, just thinking about mom, being grateful for that relationship that I had for her. And, uh, and I ran across this poem from E.E. E. Cummings. The title is Everything Which Is Yes. I thank you, God, for this most amazing day, for the leaping greenly spirits of trees and a blue true dream of a sky and for everything which is natural, which is infinite, and which is yes. I who have died am alive again today, And this is the sun's birthday. This is the birth day of life and of love and of the wings and of the day's great happenings, illuminably earth. How should I taste, touch, see, hear, see, breathe, any lifted from the know of all nothing human being? How could I doubt unimaginable you? And now the ears of my ears awake. And now the eyes of my eyes are opened. I think I love that poem because it just reminds me of the 
infinity of the universe, but also just that every day there is a newness. Every day is a day opening of possibilities for which we can be thankful for even in advance. We can set our our sights, our intentions on that newness of the day and our ability to, to just be aware of so much goodness, so much natural goodness, so much goodness that we collectively have humans have brought to the planet that we can choose to focus on the good even when there are things going on around us that may not seem so good. The other thing, though, that this poem reminds me of is that it does require that shift. And in the book, Diana Butler Bass talks about one of the things that keeps us from making that shift, from being able to step aside and not focus on the negativity and instead to focus on the positive. And I did want to spend just a moment talking about this I guess you would call it this barrier to us being able to see the world in gratitude. She says, We often tend to imagine power and resources as though it were a pie, either very big or very little, and then we tend to think in terms of some having more of the pie and other people having less of the pie. One person's gain therefore, is another person's loss. She says, where dissatisfaction reigns supreme, as it does in our culture, then the scene is set for a conflict over the pie. Only the whole pie will suffice. Nothing else will satisfy. And so I think what she's saying is one of the reasons that our our gratitude is maybe stifled a bit is that we're thinking that somehow, unless we can have the whole enchilada, the whole pie in this case, we're not going to be satisfied. We're not going to have enough to get by. And our focus again is on the idea of competition rather than cooperation. Our idea is that somehow in order for me to get what I need and what would sustain me, it has to come at the expense of other people. It has to be fought for. It has to be won. And of course, when we think of the world in terms of competitive forces or scarcity, Just me even talking about it, I can feel my heart close up, right? Because I'm going to have to fight for it. I can't be fighting for things and also feeling grateful for the same things. It just doesn't compute emotionally for me. And so if you don't mind, I'd like to tell you another story of pies, hopefully that will illustrate this uh, from my own life. So I've already mentioned my my mom a bit, and I have to tell you, she got a lot of pleasure from cooking for people. It was one of the things that she felt was, I don't know, her way of showing love in the world. Uh, She certainly showed love in many other ways, but oh my gosh, no one would ever go hungry in her house. (laughs) Let me put it that way. And while I was growing up, we had so many lovely celebrations. And even though our our family itself was small, just the three of us, often we would have 10, 12, 14 people for holiday meals. It's like neighbors would be invited, extended family, grandparents, uh, great aunts and uncles. It was always crowded around our table. And oh my gosh, one of her favorite things was to make desserts. And I remember, especially for Thanksgiving and Christmas, there'd be a whole table of pies. And I remember one time, even as a child, I, I remember asking, what 
like, what's up with all the pies? And she would look down at me and she'd say, well, Larry, I know you love pecan pie, so of course I'm making a pecan pie for you, but it just wouldn't be the holidays without a pumpkin pie. So of course I'm making a pumpkin pie. And, uh, and you know your father, his favorite is apple. I can't deny him a piece of apple pie with a piece of cheese on it. That was something that my father liked. And she said, you know, Uncle Ralph is coming this year and cream pies are always his favorite. And you like bananas. So I thought I'd do a banana cream. And I, like, I'm like, okay, I get it. <laughs> I get it. This is this is less about the food and more about your memories of the people. So fast forward, oh my gosh, probably 50 years. And sadly, uh, nearly everyone in this extended family uh, passed away. Uh, my mom living by herself down in Newport, Oregon. I'm living uh, by myself up in, uh, in Portland, Oregon. And so we're making our Thanksgiving plans. And, and I drive down to, to be with mom on Thanksgiving and there are five pies sitting <laughs> on her counter and and so of course it took me back to it took me back to being about 5 years old again and i said i said mom what's with the pies and she said well i know that pecan is your favorite and so i had to make a pecan and it just i'm sorry Excuse me. This is part of what happens with gratitude. It just overwhelms your heart. But she said it just wouldn't be the holidays without, without the pies. Uh, sorry. I'll, I'll catch my breath here in a minute. So the reason I tell you this story, <laughs> she we, and of course we laughed and laughed over all the pies, right? We spent the better part of the Thanksgiving weekend trying to find people we could give them away to, right? Just the two of us. But what it reminds me is that the things that are important in life are infinite. There is infinite love. There is infinite caring and unity. Life is not like a pie that you eat. It's like the, the infinity of life that E.E. E. Cummings was talking about. I thank you, God, for the nature which is infinite, which is yes. This is a universe of yes. This is a universe of infinity. There is always enough for everyone. This is not about competition. This is about cooperation. This is about finding the love that's in our lives, the love that wells up in our heart and the gratitude for that love. And so today I, I want to tell you a few more tips for bringing this this greater ability to love and be grateful out into the world. So, so we're coming upon our, our own holidays. And uh, gosh, I know a lot of you are going to be feeling like I did with that last Thanksgiving with my mom, right? A lot of us are going to be in our own homes this year with uh, maybe a Zoom connection at the best to be with the people that we love. And what I want to remind you is this is not a diminishment. This isn't your slice of the pie getting smaller. There is still an infinity of pie out there. There still is the love and the connection that you desire. And, and 
I think we have almost an obligation to do our best to let that love be known, to let that love be shared with the people that are important to us. And, and I know a lot of people are Zoom shy or, or uh, shy around social media. Uh, a lot of people maybe don't get how to use uh, FaceTime and some of the other tools that we have for, for making that connection vibrant and, and living. But what I would say is, let's not think of that as an excuse. Let's not think of that as a barrier. Love will prevail. When we go with the idea of finding a way to be with our loved ones, nothing can stand in our way. Love makes that crooked way straight. Love does prevail over other things. We can learn how to use the technology. We can learn how to make our love and our gratitude for what's important to us important. And I would like to share with you a couple tricks that ministers have. And, and of course, they're not tricks at all. and They're not limited to ministers at all. In the, in the trade, in the minister trade, we call them benedictions and we call them invocations. I want to clue you in on something. They're about as simple as you can get as terms of techniques for bringing connection and gratitude into a group of people. So let's start with the idea of an invocation. What an invocation is, is really just invoking our awareness of something greater than ourselves, something greater than just us as individuals. And so an invocation is something that you might want to try doing when a group of people come together. And, it, and it's so easy, and it doesn't have to even involve the, wor- the big G word, right? So it's, it's something you can do at work, it's something you can do socially. The idea is to get everyone's attention and really bless this coming together of people. And so, for instance, if you're at work, you might, what is it, the water cooler that they say or around around the copier or something like that, you might simply say something like, what a wonderful day, what a blessing it is to be here with all of us working together at blah, blah, blah company. What a blessing it is that we get to share this day together. And then if your team or your group of people has a particular goals, you can put those in as well, right? Because your, your team of people is probably there for a purpose. You might say something like, and I, I know today all of our customers are going to be well satisfied and our, our sales charts are going to go through the roof because we're here as a team to provide something important for everyone. And do you see how that, that sense of bringing people together is a blessing? It, it's inviting that gratitude for your jobs, for your customers, for your ability to do what you do well in the world. But let's take a, a social situation. Let's say uh, you're getting together over Zoom with a, a group of people that maybe you haven't been with in a while, just to kind of catch up with one another. You might say something like, what a pleasure it is to see everyone's face circled around my screen today. I feel like I'm connected to everyone so powerfully, and I know that our friendship easily endures the trials of distance or the the trials of space between us and time. I know that our hearts are connected in a way that creates a true blessing for us as individuals and a true blessing for us as a circle of friends. 
And do you see the ministerial trick here, right? We have taken ourselves from our individual nature into something bigger than that. Of, of course, the, the minister trick is that thing that's bigger is God. We're, we're really talking about being unified in the heart and in the consciousness of God. But honestly, does God care whether we invoke God's name? I don't think so. I think it is that connection. It is that, that essence of being together in something bigger than just your own heart and your own mind. That's what creates the blessing. That is which uh, uh, creates that sweetness and that, that ability to really understand with gratitude that here is a group of people dedicated to something greater than their own individual interests in the name of love. Okay, now let's uh, move on to benedictions. Well, well, here the minister's secret is that it just means good words. <laughs> so almost anything as you close some kind of circle of friendship or if you're saying goodbye to people at work on a Friday afternoon or closing some kind of a meeting of people over Zoom or something like that, a benediction is simply a blessing of what has occurred. And so you could easily say something like, what a sweet day today. I want to thank you all for, for your time and your commitment. I want to thank you all for being here on this meeting today. I want to bless you all for being part of my life. You know, you can either make it very secular or you can move it into the spiritual realm if that's something that you feel comfortable doing. But it's just sharing your, your perceived blessing of the event or the group or the meeting or whatever it might be. And again, what it's doing is, once again, throughout the meeting or whatever, people may have seen their own individual impact of it. They may have drawn back into themselves and, and be worried about how whatever decision has been made or whatever has happened affects them personally and here you are at the end then of the gathering opening that heart up again to receive by just seeing what a blessing that gathering was by noticing with gratitude the sweetness of the connection of the people the dedication to the the mission or the event that you're working on it's simply a way of closing the meeting but yet allowing the hearts to remain open, allowing our hearts to move forward in the day with gratitude. And so again, just to cover those two things a little bit, we're talking about the ability of opening our hearts and involving other people so that that open-hearted stance goes beyond just you. And we may call it an invocation, but what we're invoking is just our awareness of something bigger than us as individuals. Of course, you'll notice, too, these things out in the real world all the time. I used to work at the telephone company, and so very often what I considered to be the better managers would open meetings very much like that. They would say, thank you all for being here today. I know what busy individual lives we have, but how wonderful it is that we can come together for a few minutes and, and talk about our collective impact for our customers. And then they would go on to talk about how 
we were making a difference in the lives of our customers through our services and products. And, and of course, yes, they would talk about sales campaigns and all kinds of things, but, but that was okay because our hearts were open to working as a team and we understood what our, what our mission was around giving good customers service and, uh, and providing products and services that were, that were needed and desired. And oh my gosh, when we would have one of those meetings, you'd feel supercharged getting back to your desk. And uh, and even some of uh, maybe some of the crazy sales incentives and things like that. It's like you know you might question those later on, but in that moment your heart was just opened because the the sales manager or the team leader would have done such a good job at just pointing out this isn't about us just sitting in a desk. It's about us creating something wonderful as a team. So I'm going to give you a heads up or a, a advance on your homework this week before we talk about something else. So your homework this week is really just to notice as you go about your week. So I know a lot of you are going to be on FaceTime calls or Zoom calls. A lot of you might be using Skype these days. Just notice if something that you can identify as either an invocation or a benediction is going on. And normally, not always, but normally you'll see an invocation at the beginning of some kind of a meeting, something that brings you all together as a team. It'll talk about why you're there or why you're meeting. Often there'll be some gratitude that you could see around everybody getting together. And then the benediction, you'll normally see it at the end, not always. And then typically that will be gratitude around Uh, how the meeting went or or how the gathering went. It'll be gratitude expressed as, you know, bless you for your donations, bless you for, you know, being here today, and so on. And so I'd like you just to notice when that happens, how does it make you feel? How does it make you feel? Is your heart indeed open? And then as the final part of your homework, Do you feel emboldened to do some of your own invocations and some of your own benedictions? See if you can begin exercising that. Now, I also have a a not very hidden agenda here. Of course, we're coming up on Thanksgiving, right? (laughs) And one of the things that is a benediction is simply a meal blessing, right? A blessing of the meal. So by getting a little practice in, I think you'll all be ready for a fabulous benediction at your Thanksgiving meal. So give that some thought. Just notice it in your day as you're on Zoom or on Facebook or meeting with friends or those of you who are going into the office. Just notice invocations and benedictions, or you can think of it as a beginning blessing and an ending blessing. And then through your noticing, see if you might be able to introduce them into some of your own activities. All right, the other thing that I want to talk about today is the other things we can do around connecting with people. Now, a lot of us are coming up into a time of year when we're used to having group traditions. Many of you, as I, I was uh, tearing up over thoughts of some, some of the group traditions that I had growing up with my family, and it's so easy to think that our good comes from repeating what has happened in the past. 
we often may set a standard. Well, unless Christmas goes as well as, unless Hanukkah outplays in this perfect way, unless our Thanksgiving dinner has all of those special people at it, that then it's less than. And one of the other things, honestly, that gets in the way of gratitude is the idea of comparisons. That if it isn't as good as last year, if it isn't as good as that, that time when I was seven that we, we had the five pies and mom and I were laughing in the kitchen, if it isn't as good as that, or if it doesn't look like that, then somehow my life has been diminished. So the other thing I want to talk about today is simple creativity. How can you up front make this year's holiday season just as loving, just as something to be treasured, just as wonderful, despite some of the extraordinary circumstances we're faced with. So it may be true that you can't have 12 people over for Thanksgiving. It may be true that the gift giving around Christmas or, or, or some of the other traditions you might have around your holidays, the holidays that your family has traditionally had, it may be that those circumstances will be very different today. My partner and I are pretty much thinking it'll be just the two of us for Thanksgiving, certainly. And so how do we make that memorable? How can we use our creativity? How can we interact with the people that normally we might have spent time with and work out a new plan, work out a way of still making the time meaningful? I noticed Nancy did a big smile during announcements when she talked about lunch with Reverend Larry, the thing that we do on Fridays here, and mentioned that uh, lunch was bring your own lunch. Well, yeah, it's on Zoom, right? It's one of the ways, though, that we've tried to keep the the connections going between myself and, and so many people that don't get to see me in person on Sunday anymore. Now, is it a, is it a perfect substitute for not meeting on Sundays? Probably not. But what I do know is it's a way of opening our hearts to have a connection that, that maybe wouldn't have been there. And so what form of creativity might you bring, let's say, to this upcoming Thanksgiving? If you can't physically be with the people that you love and express your gratitude to them and for the bounty of the day, what could you do instead? Have you thought of maybe having Thanksgiving dinner on FaceTime? Now, I know you might be laughing, but just the opportunity of of showing via FaceTime or Zoom or some other uh, uh, online technology the, the, the lovely turkey coming out of the, the oven or uh, what the cranberry sauce looks like. And of course, the focus on the people even more than the food. How is Susan doing? How is your grandmother doing? You know, can we share some of our precious moments online when maybe this year we can't do them one-on-one? So to summarize, today we've taken a look at what keeps us from feeling that we gratitude. We've noticed that that idea of competition or that belief that there's only just a limited amount of going around, that idea too of comparing last year to this year and somehow do I feel less or more, let's put those ideas aside 
and instead focus in on the gratitude that we can have for our life right now. That newness that E.E. E. Cummings talked about that is present in every day, in every morning. So do we want the pie or do we want the healthy slice that satisfies that, that slice that's already given to us in this world of true infinity? We've also begun to shift our idea of gratitude into a larger setting. Not just me being grateful, but how do I bring my gratitude, how do I bring that sense of love and connection and grace to spheres of influence larger than just myself? And we talked about invocations and benedictions as a way of doing that, of, of drawing people together to see purpose in their lives beyond just their own self-interest and providing that gratitude for the group, for the connections and love that we share with each other. Well, I'm going to close today with a quote from the book and, of course, the prayer. She says, psychologists have demonstrated that feeling grateful is good for the heart, that gratitude strengthens health and well-being. If that is true for individuals, it is perhaps even more true for communities and countries. To feel grateful together moves us from the me and my political opinions towards the we and the good that exists for everyone. Communal gratitude might heal our civic heart. It may put us on a path towards a new future of national and emotional health and well-being. We, that is those of us in divided or discouraged and dissatisfied Western societies, could use a big, solid gratitude intervention, not in the form of some solemn scolding, but in the guise of a global street party. Times are difficult, yes, but we have so very much to be grateful for. Our lives are really surrounded by gifts, and we need to let ourselves loosen up to experience them. Let us pray. There is one power, one life, one infinity of being. I know it as God, and it encompasses uh, truly everything that we can touch and taste and see, everything that we can even imagine. All potential good is truly part of God. And so today I not only open my heart to be grateful for that good, but I, I recognize that it's actually in me. And so my heart wells up knowing that I am satisfied that my piece of the pie is divinely given always and that I never need to take away from anyone else because there is always a sufficiency in my own heart and in the heart of spirit. As it is true for me, I know without question it's true for everyone. In this infinity of life, there is good and more good and more good still. It's like five pies for two people at Thanksgiving. God loves us that much. And so in gratitude, I release this prayer into the action, into the activity of the law itself. I let it be, and together we say, and so it is. Thank you so much for being here today. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 
Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.